last chapter of Proverbs has been quoted and taught multiple times in countless generations. This chapter, chapter 31, imparts timeless truths for both sons and daughters, mothers and fathers. Truths that will transcend time, that pass the ages, and will ever be applicable for every generation. This is Women in Revival podcast. In this series, Deborah Shinobi will be taking us through the first seven verses of Proverbs 31, starting with today's topic. Introduction to Proverbs 31. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can have this podcast again. Thank you. Thank you for my listeners. Thank you for the various places, the various people that this particular series will be going out to. We dedicate it to you, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I want to welcome you back to women in revival podcast is quite a long time now that i've recorded new series of podcasts a lot has been going on moving home you know i've been transitioning in one area or another so i'm grateful and i'm very very happy that i could um set out to record this particular series of podcasts and i'm praying that you will find it a blessing as you listen if you have any need to contact us, do feel free to contact us either via our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk or contact us via, via email. If you actually go on our website, go to contact us page and there you will find all the details needed to contact us either via email, WhatsApp, text message, and phone call. Do feel free to contact us. So, on this particular series, tagged A Mother's Legacy, Few Lessons from Bathsheba, we will be settling in the book of Proverbs chapter 31 as we consider few lessons from the life of Bathsheba. And it is my prayer that you will find it encouraging as I found it encouraging, even for your life. I'm encouraging you to gather other mothers in your life, mothers in your group. Maybe you are a women ministry leader. Or, or the wife of a pastor, or you have access to women, to mothers. Do you want to gather them together to go through this series together? So welcome to A Mother's Legacy, Few Lessons from Bathsheba. And today I want us to quickly look at the introduction to Proverbs 31. You know, Proverbs 31 is the last chapter in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is written by a few people, including Solomon, the son of King David, and other people. And this particular one that we'll be focusing on, Proverbs 31, it was written by Solomon. I think he probably wrote it on behalf of Bathsheba. That's my conclusion, that Solomon wrote this book of Proverbs 31 on the behalf of Mother Bathsheba. And let's quickly read a few verses even from that Proverbs chapter 31. Just a few verses, then we stop. And it says, The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, what my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows. Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyed kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment 
of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. Now, I've read from verse 1 to 7, and I'm going to jump to the last two verses of this Proverbs chapter 31. It says, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. So, the book of Proverbs 31 is a well-loaded book, and I believe it's one book of the Bible that women across nations, across diverse backgrounds, identify with women in the church, identify with Proverbs 31. We all go there, you talk of the virtuous woman, you know, all from the book of Proverbs chapter 31. And as I thought of Proverbs 31, these are the thoughts that came to my heart. I believe Proverbs 31 was written by Solomon on behalf of her mother, like I said earlier. A book that has about 31 verses, if I'm correct, yes, 31 verses. And I see it as the labor of a mother who taught her son. This woman was not intending to write a book in the Bible. She was just journeying through motherhood. And this chapter, chapter 31 of Proverbs, is regarded as prophecies. If you look at verse 1 and 2, I believe, if you look at verse 1, it says the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. So, it is regarded as the prophecy the mother of King Lemuel taught King Lemuel. And Proverbs 31 has two parts. The first part, if you are reading from the King James Version, for example, the first part is from verses 1 to 9. And these verses deals with what a king ought to do and what he shouldn't. What a king ought to do and what a king ought not to do. And the second part deals with an ideal woman. So the first part deals with the do's and don'ts of a king. And the second part deals with an ideal woman or a virtuous woman. And if you look at that Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman is classified as being useful to her husband, industrious, homekeeping. She's a community transformer. And it tells us that our secret is in the Lord, that the secret of the virtuous woman is found in the Lord. And that her resourcefulness is not in what she does. Her resourcefulness is not in what she does. But what she does is a result of who she is. Her resourcefulness comes from God. As you will see if you go through the book of Proverbs chapter 31. So as we are coming to look at not the whole of Proverbs 31, but to take a few lessons from the writer of this Proverbs 31. I'm saying the writer as in Solomon writing it on behalf of his mother to see the lessons that this mother can teach us as mothers, even in this generation. So I'm praying that as we go through this series, looking at a few lessons that we can take from Proverbs 31, as we consider the life of Bathsheba, I'm praying that the Lord will help us. You will see that as we go through this particular series of podcasts, as we look at this Proverbs 31, one thing you will discover is that 
the same issues, the same challenges that are facing mothers in our generation face the mother of old. As we will see, as we look at the practical instruction that we can take from this Proverbs 31 for our lives as mothers. I'm praying that the Lord will speak to your heart as we journey together on this series. Amen. Welcome to Women in Revival podcast. Bathsheba's role in the Bible is well known, but often not fully understood. An adulterer, she participated in the course of her husband's death and her son's. Yet, this woman was also the mother of Solomon, the man who asked the Lord for wisdom and in turn became the wisest man to have ever lived. King Solomon's untold wisdom can also be attributed to his mother's teachings, some of which we see in Proverbs 31. The amount of influence Bathsheba had on his life was so immense that her words were remembered even after her death. As a woman, you also have influence. What impact are you making on the lives of young people around you? Deborah Shinobi will take us further on today's topic, Bathsheba's motherhood. Father God, we are grateful once again, even for this particular series. As we continue this series, I am praying that your Holy Spirit will illuminate our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, welcome back to Women in Revival podcast. A podcast where you are encouraged, where you are charged, where you are challenged. And I'm praying that you find this particular series a blessing. It is a series that is focusing on motherhood. And we are looking at the book of Proverbs chapter 31. Just taking a few bits and pieces from Proverbs 31. This particular series is titled A Mother's Legacy. Few lessons from Bathsheba. So while we are not really looking at the life of Bathsheba in total, but we are focusing at a few things that Bathsheba wrote here through our son and see how can we make use of that in our own modern journey in our generation. So yesterday we looked at the introduction to Proverbs 31 and we saw that Proverbs 31 has about 31 verses and that it is the saying of a king called Lemuel and this saying actually came out of his mother-son interaction. It was out of his interaction with his mother. You know mother and son, <laughs> you know. So, and if you look at a few verses, a few translations, which I am quickly going to read. But before I read, just let me quickly let you know that today we'll just be looking at Bathsheba's motherhood as we reflect on the motherhood of Bathsheba. So let me quickly read Proverbs 31. I'll read verse 1 and 2. It says, The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What, my son, and what, the son of my womb? And what the son of my vows. Now, I've read this from the King James Version. So, if you look at this, as we look at Bathsheba's motherhood, you will see that this saying, these words, the Bible says, they are the sayings that the mother of Solomon taught him. Some translation says the, the prophecy is mother taught him. That's King James Version. The New American Standard says the oracle is mother taught him. And the NIV says an inspired utterance is mother taught him. I want you to begin to note these things and think, meditate upon them. 
what will it mean for you to teach your son inspired utterance and the new living translation says the message his mother taught him so the mother of solomon took time to teach him some messages and the message translation says the strong advice his mother gave him so proverbs 31 depict to us the advice the message the counsel the inspired utterance the prophecy of a mother to her son wow i love such motherhood and i'm saying that from time immemorial mothers have taught their children even as i am looking at Bathsheba, as i'm considering a motherhood i'm saying that the matter of mothers you know teaching and indoctrinating their children has been from time gone by and for king lemuel i don't know when his mother would have taught him but it is encouraging for me to see that years down the line lemuel penned down even those things that his mother was teaching him you know sometimes you gather your children for devotion or for whatever session of teachings and it's as if they are not interested i don't know about you sometimes as if they are their attention is somewhere else sometimes you call your four-year-old the child is roaming about but one thing that i do say to people is don't don't worry about that you may think the child is not listening you may think the child is not taking it in sometimes actually what i have discovered is that it is as this three-year-old these four-year-olds playing about that you see them mentioning some of the things you were teaching them that you would have thought they were not concentrating so these things that Lemuel's mother taught him, they were actually engraved in his heart. Even though some of you may think, oh, the time I'm spending teaching my children is not even worth it because the child is not concentrating. No, I have been encouraged now from the life of Bathsheba, even seeing his son. So we have Proverbs 31 today because the son of Bathsheba took time to pen down what his mother taught him so i don't know what age um, solomon was when Bathsheba taught him all this but one encouraging thing for me is to see that years down the line lemuel could pen down the teachings that his mother taught him he could put them in writing that is not available for the public for the whole world from generation to generation i see that godly legacy is passed on to the next generation as mothers make room to teach their children. Bathsheba made room for Lemuel, who is Solomon. And what King Solomon's mother taught him, that is what Bathsheba taught Solomon, was called prophecy, oracle, inspired utterance, message, strong advice. Do you as a mother teach your children prophecies do you teach them oracles inspired utterances do you give them messages strong advice strong counsels that was what the mother of solomon did you may say despite all of it the solomon turned out well that is actually the reason why you must teach your children if a mother who took time to instruct his child right at the end the child made wrong choices so what happens to you that is not even instructing your own children 
you know when you instruct your children you have something to go back to the lord and say lord your word says train up a child in the way he should go i have trained this child see the choices he's making so you as a mother is to make room to give your children inspired utterances strong advice messages oracles no matter how busy life is for you you must continue to give counsel to your child or to your children the word of king lemuel's mother was given to him as an individual that's another thing it's not in a group she concentrated on solomon as a child every child differs you also as a mother that is listening to this particular podcast you must also cultivate a person-to-person talk time with each of your children you can never tell what these children or what this child might do with what you will tell him look at lemuel what his mother taught him is what is written here in proverbs 31 for you and i to be blessed with imagine how proverbs 31 has inspired many women across the nations across generations yet it was written by his son whose mother taught him so proverbs 31 is the inspiration of a mother passed down to others by his son it reminds me of proverbs 25 also which was the proverb of solomon but copied by zechariah's men if you go and read proverbs 25 you will see that so passing on the baton will involve we as mothers teaching and counseling our children we must never think that creating time to talk to our children is valueless our children are the gateway to extending the baton of faith to others and i'm praying that the lord will help you and will help me the motherhood of Bathsheba is a challenge and i'm praying that the lord will challenge your heart you will take time to get involved in your children's life and in your individual children's life we see here that in proverbs 31 solomon the son of Bathsheba, penned down that which his mother taught him and is making it available to you and i this writing has been a blessing to many generations so quickly let us look at how solomon's mother or how Bathsheba addressed her son in verse 6 he says what my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows that's deep for me she addressed solomon as my son the son of my womb the son of my vows i don't know whether you are seeing those three expressions ever before Bathsheba begins her advice or a counsel or an oracle Bathsheba affirmed solomon Bathsheba confirmed who solomon was to her you know sometimes you just call your children you claim you are counseling and you don't talk to them rudely you are not affirming that boy you are not affirming that girl Bathsheba affirmed solomon my son the son of my womb the son of my vow that is deep she claimed solomon as her son she claimed solomon as the son of her womb she claimed solomon as the son of her vow that is a child dedicated to god that he is the son of her prayers so i am seeing how king lemuel's mother viewed lemuel her view of solomon motivated her action she saw solomon as her son the son that came out of her body a very part of her she saw solomon as the son of her prayers 
an answer to her prayers, she saw Solomon as the son of her vows. She saw Solomon as the son she's dedicated to the Lord. And as a result of this knowledge of her son, she devoted herself unto giving time to talk, to advise, to counsel, to instruct, to teach her son Solomon. Sometimes when children are misbehaving, we tend to focus on the misbehavior of our children, forgetting that they are our son, they are the sons of our womb, and they are the sons of our vow. They are children we've dedicated to the Lord. So as a result of that, we need to get to work. If you go through the book of Proverbs 31, all you will read there, you will see that came upon the understanding that Solomon's mother had of her son. Her son as, a son, as her son, her son as the son of her womb, her son as the son of her vow. What is your view of your children? The view of your children will impact your response to them. It will impact how you respond to your children's need. It will affect your devotion to your children. Your sons and daughters are the sons of your womb. They are the sons of your vow. I'm hoping you are seeing them like that. It's not enough to dedicate your children at church. You must be committed to the godly upbringing of your children. Just as Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon did. Out of how she saw her son, Knowing Solomon is her son, Solomon is the son of her womb, Solomon is the son of her vow, she sat down, she gave time, she created time to instruct and to impact the life of Solomon. And years down the line, Solomon penned it down and the writings or the teachings, the counsel, the prophecy, the messages of Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, entered the holy writ entered the pages of the Bible, inspiring many women, inspiring many mothers, inspiring many wives across the nations. I'm praying that you will see that modern role as a ministry, as a call to enter into Evo's book of record. May Bathsheba mother will challenge you and set your heart Set your focus on the right course as you raise and sharpen and sharpen your children, even for the Lord. Amen. redeemed by the Lord and went on to teach her son life principles. She didn't teach him from her imagination, but from what God had taught her during her life from her mistakes and failures. What about you? What are you teaching your children? Deborah Shinobi will take us further as we discover today's topic, the teachings of Bathsheba. Father, we are grateful once again for the continuity of this particular series of podcasts. I'm praying that you will yes speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast. I hope you are finding this series a blessing and you are sending it and sharing it with those in your contact, your friends, your social media, 
bring few mothers together or the women in your church, the women in your ladies group and listen to this particular series and challenge each other even with this series. We are looking at a mother's legacy, few lessons from Bathsheba and I don't know about you, the few we've done so far has been a challenge for my own life. Bathsheba was a mother like you and I who worked on planet Earth and what she taught her son became a legacy for many women, many mothers from generation to generation. So do feel free to contact us if you have any question, any help in your mother journey. We'll be happy to offer you help. So, yesterday we looked at Bathsheba's motherhood. We saw a commitment, how she committed herself to the son of her womb, the son of her vow, to her own very son. A view of her son shaped her commitment to her son. And it became my prayer for each and every one of us that our view of our son will be correct, will be biblical. Regardless of what we are seeing in our children's life presently, maybe for you, your child is giving you sorrow. Maybe your child is causing you pain. You need to go back and remind yourself of what God spoke to you concerning that child. I believe every mother must have received of the Lord a particular word from him concerning their sons, concerning their daughters. There are scriptures the Lord may have spoken to you prior to conception or while you were pregnant or even post-conception or post-delivery of your child. Those are things you need to hold on to because all this will shape how you raise your children. I believe Christendom today is what it is because we are having mothers' families that are not focused. Families that are not, um, that can't say this is a word God gave us concerning our children. And we are standing upon that, let come what may. So I'm praying that we'll be visionaries. The Bible says to write down the vision. Even though it tarries, it says wait. When you have a vision, where you've got a word from the Lord concerning your child, even when that word seems tarrying, you will wait, knowing that faithful is he who has spoken. So today we are just going to briefly touch on the teachings of Bathsheba, which honestly is what we've been talking about all along since we started this particular series, the teachings of Bathsheba. So I'm going to quickly run back to Proverbs 31, and I'll probably just read verse 1, and maybe run to other verses. So let me quickly read. Verse 1 says, The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. So yesterday, I told you we saw that. Is it yesterday or anyway? One of the days in this series we saw that what Lemuel's mother taught him was called prophecy, teachings, messages, oracle, utterances, advice, counsel, just name it. So the teachings of Lemuel's mother is prophecy. They are prophecies. They are inspired utterances. They are not what you just pick here and there. They are inspired. So I'm seeing a mother who studies the word, you know, in view of her life as a mother. You know, when she carries the Bible, she looks at it as a redeemed woman. She looks at the Bible as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, as a career, every aspect of life. She found definition in the word of God. So when she will teach her daughter or her son, she will teach them with inspiration. God inspired her heart. 
and her lips became anointed even in teaching her son so she taught inspired utterance you know the scripture says in second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 and i'm going to read that very quickly it says all scripture is given by inspiration of god so when that proverbs 31 tells us that the teaching of Bathsheba are inspired utterance that's niv the inspired utterance that she taught her son so that tells you that she taught us on the word of god the bible says all scriptures are given by inspiration of god so god can inspire you through his word as to how to teach your children i can identify with this i can testify of this to receive inspiration as to what to teach my children at various seasons in life at various situations at various circumstances as we deal with character whatever i get inspiration as to how to undo various seasons even from the word of god so Bathsheba's teachings were god inspired all scripture is given by inspiration of god and then look and it's profitable for doctrine all the stuff that we'll be looking at even from the life of Bathsheba's teaching to her son who is found out that they are sound doctrines so the word of god is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness sometimes we just say to our children don't do that again don't do that again but you don't tell them what they do so god's word tells you not to do that again and it also tells you what you should do but that happens as you draw closer to god who has this inspired word then you can receive it of god you know i'm remembering the scripture that calls i think it's in acts yes Acts seven i believe that says moses the pastor of the church in wilderness that he received living oracles so also as mothers we must receive living oracles inspired word of god to offer to give to our children no more must we wait on church on sunday school on children church on youth club on children's club to raise our children i do say to people my children grew up in the home i didn't have to depend on church to raise them for me no they grew up in the home. majority of what they knew happened in the center of the home so wherever we find ourselves whether there's children church or not they are fine why because the home is the primary place god has given for us to raise our children even when my husband was actively involved in ministry the home was still the base where our children were taught they were taught at home so we must receive the inspired word of god to offer our children for the inspired word of god is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness verse 17 so that the man of god may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works so this was the basis for Bathsheba teaching her son Solomon or Lemuel here she taught her son inspired utterances that are profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness we are in a generation where our young people are being indoctrinated with doctrines of the devil doctrines that are not biblical that are not sound sometimes we bring in guest ministers into the church 
that come to pollute the hearts of our youths. If you are a mother that, that is constantly receiving inspiration from God for your children, you will be able to detect unsound doctrine that has been passed on to your child at school, at church, and you will be able to deal with it with sound doctrine that is from God. So I'm praying that as we again look at the legacies, the teachings of Bathsheba that she passed on to her son, which her son penned up, I'm praying that you will find encouragement. You will be inspired also to be involved even in your children's life. Even though you may say, well, look at what Solomon did at the end. It was women. But let me say to you, I believe those teachings that the mother taught him, they meant so much to him. I believe they meant so much to his heart, even for him to pen them down. So you cannot say, well, because a mother taught her son and the son still made wrong choices. So you won't, you won't play your part. That will not be a good excuse for you. I'm praying that you be a mother that is daily inspired at the feet of the Lord Jesus so that you in turn can pass on to your son, can pass on to your daughter the inspired oracle of God. Amen. Education is imperative for any child to succeed. Parents spend time and money to give their children a good life, often at the detriment of their family time together. Bathsheba, our focus in this series, also wanted her son to have a good life, so it took it upon herself to make sure Solomon knew about the things of God and how to find wisdom. Knowing that there would be people and ideas that would try to harm him as he travelled through life, she warned him ahead of time so that he would be well prepared to face temptation in the outside world. Welcome to Winner Revival Podcast. Today, we'll be looking at one of Bathsheba's lessons as Deborah takes us through today's topic, what Bathsheba taught her son, relationship with the opposite gender. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the gift of motherhood and thank you for mothers like Bathsheba whose life we can learn from. Thank you, Lord. I am praying that you will use this podcast series to awake mothers from their slumber, to receive of you your inspired words, so that we can pass on this inspiration from you to our children. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast. I hope you are finding this series a blessing. I love any teaching on motherhood. I love parenting. Not because I'm an expert, but I am one of those mothers who want to get it right. So when you talk about parenting, my ears just come alive. So I'm praying that the Lord will inspire your heart and you will find the privilege God has given you to be a mother, a privileged youth to propagate even God's gospel yesterday we were looking at Bathsheba's teachings and we saw that the teaching of Bathsheba to her son were inspired she was first inspired and she was able to inspire her son 
as mothers if we are not inspired by the lord we can't inspire our own children it's rather unfortunate that women we are wasting our time on many things particularly in this day of social media many of us are wasting our precious time away on social media a chunk of women in the church have no time for the word of god so if god is not inspiring your heart in his word then what would you have to offer your children you will only be begging taking from this person what this person teaches what that person teaches what this podcast says what this book says and those are the things you put together to give your child meanwhile god is waiting to speak to you specifically concerning your children but you don't have the time to engage god and you can't get living oracle from god to give to your children let this be a challenge for you god wants to talk to you and god wants to talk to your children through you so if you have any question maybe you are seeking discipleship in the area of motherhood do feel free to contact us and we'll be able to help you we have a few groups that are focusing just on motherhood obviously our christian life and how that flows into the family life marriage motherhood and the likes so do feel free to contact us and we'll be happy to help you if you need to contact us our website ask for the necessary details needed to contact us www.okofrighteousness.co.uk so on today's series we want to look at what bad sheba taught our son so from now onward we we'll just be touching on few things that Bathsheba taught our son there are so many things to touch on in proverbs 31 but i think i'll probably be touching on three or four things that i believe is very vital very useful for those of us who are mothers in our time so what Bathsheba taught our son first relationship with the opposite sex or relationship with the opposite gender this is very very important we are living in a generation where people are confused even with their gender and we must of necessity teach our children that gender is a gift from god whether they be boy or girl we must plant this deeply in their hearts we recently published a book called my gender matters for girls my gender matters for boys it is to plant the seed of gender as a gift from god and what it means to be a girl or what it means to be a boy into our children's hearts at an early age please do lay hold on if you go on amazon.co.uk google deborah shinibi or type in deborah shinibi on amazon i'm sure she'll bring out some of these books to you if you can't pay for it do feel free to contact us we'll see how to get them across to you i'm not interested in the money i just want every child to understand the gift of gender even in the plan of god so Bathsheba taught our son relationship with the opposite gender and let's go quickly and read proverbs chapter 31 i'm going to read it from verse 1 but i'm stopping at verse 3 verse 3 is where we'll be focusing our hearts on so it says the words of king lemuel the prophecy that his mother taught him verse to what my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows so again like i said the words that we are re- reading here in this proverbs 31 they were words that were written down by king lemuel and king lemuel is believed to be solomon and the bible says they are prophecies that his mother taught him 
So the mother took time to teach him as an individual, as a child. While there may be time for group teachings, for family devotions, but the mother took time to specifically instruct Lemwe. And she instructed him based on her view of her son. She saw Lemwe as her son, as the son of her womb, and the son of her vow, that is the son she has dedicated unto the Lord. And now verse 3. So because she knew that Lemuel was a son dedicated to the Lord, was a part of herself, she said to him, Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Let me read that from another translation. The NIV says, verse 3, Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. The good news is, don't spend all your energy on sex and all your money on women. They have destroyed kings. I'm praying that the Lord will explain this to you beyond what I will say to you. I wish you see the burden of my heart as I am reading these particular verses. You know, we've seen that this chapter is the inspiration of a mother that impacted her son, isn't it that? It is a mother's inspiration, isn't it, that a son penned down. And looking at verse 3 today, I am saying that the mother of King Lemuel, who is Bathsheba, was able to impact the life of Solomon as Bathsheba understood that Solomon was a son, was the son of her womb, was the son of her vow. And based on this understanding, Bathsheba now moved on to say to, to her son, Solomon, don't spend your time foolishly. And she said that her son must not spend his vigor, his strength on women. And you know, again, like I've said before, this thing that she taught her son, is it useful to you? Yes, it is useful for me also today. So that which Bathsheba impacted Solomon with, became a tool that has helped many believers globally and from generation to generation. These teachings of Bathsheba to Solomon enter the Bible. Imagine. You know, Bathsheba may not have written anything in the Bible, but through her motherhood, her teachings became known as her son Solomon penned it down. You know, your investment on your children today, you may never can tell what it may become tomorrow. And I am also saying that we must not underestimate the need to sit down and instruct our children. We may think it's not useful, but I tell you in the long run, you will find out that it's useful. So, in verse 3, Solomon's mother told him not to give his strength to women, not to give his strength to that which destroys kings. So the first thing we see Bathsheba taught her son, mentioned to her son, was about the opposite gender. She taught her son opposite gender relationship. She told him not to give his strength unto women, nor his ways to that which destroy kings. And you know, the love of women has brought destruction to many men. King David was a great man, isn't he? His love of women was the main reason for his downfall. Bathsheba was probably telling Solomon this particular verse 
as a result of what she has been through. As a result of what she has seen in the life of David, she said, don't give your strength to women. Don't allow women to destroy you. And you know, unfortunately for Solomon, women were what destroyed him as he gave his strength to women. So it is highly important for you and I as mothers to talk about practical life issues with our children. You must handle the matter of boy-girl relationship with your sons and your daughters. Don't leave it to school. Don't leave it to science to do. Indoctrinate. Lay the right foundation for your children. So that when school begins to teach them nonsense, they will be able to come back home and talk to you. Teach them part of the body. Teach them the purpose of their body. Let them know that their body is the temple of God. Let them know their body shouldn't be exposed. Let them know that the sensitive part of their body is to be well covered. And that means you as a mother must be a role model. You must dress well so that your daughter can learn that from you. So you must tell your daughter about choosing a life partner as you see your daughter grow and mature. A situation that we are having daughters or sons that are marrying and less than a few years their marriage is packing up. They are having challenges and struggles. Obviously, I'm not saying marriages don't go through tough times. Marriage does. But we are having many youngsters that are getting married today. No mother, no father is shaping their thought, shaping their view as to what marriage is. One thing that I say to my children, the marriage is God's baby. So the moment your son or your daughter is maturing, you need to think of showing your child what biblical marriage is first from your marital relationship with your husband and then tell them god's purpose for marriage god's desire for marriage right from genesis chapter one so our children must be taught on the joy of waiting for god the joy of not destroying their lives with men Bathsheba, the, the mother of King Lemuel, spent time to instruct and mold her son's view of life. She began by handling the matter of sexual relationship. She dealt with the need to deal with opposite sex with care. I am saying that so much is locked up in the Bible, isn't it? So much. Every aspect of life, the Bible undoes it. Imagine that spending time to instruct your children is a biblical principle even deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 5 onwards tells us to sit down to instruct our children isn't it so in instructing your children teach them about boy girl relationship teach them about even gender to gender relationship boy boy relationship girl girl relationship tell them what is right what is not right it is your responsibility as parents because our world is so confused and things are moving so quickly that the world is indoctrinating and shaping our children's view, shaping our children's mind. Meanwhile, we have the Bible. You know, it said that the Bible is basic instruction for every believer before leaving earth. I'm not sure if I've put it well now anyway. So there are basic instructions you must give your children and all of these are found in the Bible. For Bathsheba, the matter of sexual relationship was priority. And she taught her son even that. I am praying that the Lord will help you to give the right kind of instruction to your children. 
to handle the matter of opposite sex. There are books that you can use, like I mentioned earlier, the My Gender Matters. It's a very good book that you can sit with your son, teach your son, and teach your son about girls. Some of us have girls that are maturing into the puberty years. You are teaching them nothing. They are approaching the puberty years unaware. So you have that responsibility to teach them. I love preparing my children ahead of time. So depending on the maturity of your child, sit down and talk. Hear their view. You know, I remember when my first child was in nursery. I remember the day she returned from school. And she told me about a boy in her class. How? Oh, boyfriend and girlfriend. Now, she was three years. That was many years ago. And I was telling her, what do you know about boyfriend and girlfriend? She told me, mommy, I know that miss told us um, about boyfriend and girlfriend. And she gave me, she said, Bob is the boyfriend and the girl is the, she mentioned the girl in her class who was a girlfriend, a three-year-old. I knew that we were in trouble. So I had to inspire my daughter's heart as to sexual relationship based on her age there is this book that i highly recommend um the princess and the kiss you can use it to portray sexual purity to your children F to those who are in key stage one i believe and honestly you can use it even as a grow you will know how to you will look at how do i still bring the same principle even under they are growing for the boys the version of the princess and the kiss is the i think the squire and the scroll if i'm correct written by jenny bishop i may not be very certain now that i believe so another book that i remember i used when my daughters were growing um i think approaching puberty was this book i can't remember what it was the garden wall yes it's based on first corinthians 13 on love so there are basic things we need to introduce to our children before the world introduce lies to their hearts and that is what i am learning from Bathsheba's relationship with her son she taught her son about the opposite sex relationship and you must do this you can't be naive over this matter sit down teach your child about her gender about his gender the purpose of his gender let your child knows that god says let us make man in our image after our likeness and that god made man male and female you need to let your child know that his gender her gender is not a mistake it is a perfect gift you know god wants them to glorify him even in their body and that their body should be kept to themselves they must never allow anybody to exploit their body they must tell you if anybody touch them wrongly these are basic truths you need to teach your children and you need to tell them that there is a gift god gives called marriage and that their body is kept for their future husband future wife you know all these little little things can be communicated to a child as early as possible i remember my four year or my second child at age four i remember taking her to see a dermatologist then she suffered severe um, eczema and she the, the dermatologist needed to see her body and asked her to take off her clothes and she refused it was a big drama i'm telling you she said no that the doctor has no right to see her body i have to intervene 
and we have to talk her to that new that she's a woman she just wants to look at you to help you that i'm here your sister is here there's no problem we have to convince her we have to do this for our children whereby they have that confidence to say no and i'm praying that the lord will help us to inspire our children's heart you know a situation where girls are being molested even by their own father i cried within my heart earlier this morning as i was reading the story of a girl in a book that i'm reading sexually abused by her very father this is wickedness this is why we have that responsibility to equip our sons to equip our daughters as to sexual relationship and i'm praying that the lord will give you the wisdom needed to help your son to help your daughter if you need help do cry out do reach out and i'm praying that the lord will help you amen Welcome to Women in Revival podcast. All around us there are warnings on food packaging, road signs and medication. Everywhere you are told what to do and more specifically what not to do. This was also true for Bathsheba. She knew that there were rules her son must follow to live well. That was why she taught him to abstain from wine. She knew the danger of alcohol and so taught her child to stay away from it. What about you? What are you teaching your child by your words and actions? Deborah Shinobi will take us further as we explore the topic, what Bathsheba taught her son, relationships with substances. Father, we are so, so grateful for how you have been helping us in this series. It is my prayer that you will yet help us further in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast, particularly to this series, A Mother's Legacy, Few Lessons from Bathsheba. And if you have any need to contact us, do feel free to go to our website, www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. All you will need to contact us is there, the email number, whatsoever, you can WhatsApp us and we'll be happy to respond to you so we have looked at introduction to proverbs 31 and we looked at Bathsheba's motherhood we looked at the teachings of Bathsheba and yesterday we looked at what Bathsheba taught her son and we saw that first and foremost she taught her son about opposite sex relationship and this is very very important for us also as our children come to faith as they are saved as they are redeemed we must help them to see how their redemption flows into every aspect of life because this is one thing that i've seen young people struggle with even we adults sometimes we know so much but we leave out so little what we've known what we've learned is not penetrating into our marital relationship into the upbringing of our children and sometimes or most times actually it affects our children our children may be taught to memorize the bible to know this and that but how this bible actually affects the practical daily life 
of themselves they don't know. So we must help them to make the Bible applicable to every aspect of their lives. And that is what Bathsheba is teaching us, that we must teach our children relationship with the opposite gender. So today we want to look at again what Bathsheba taught her son. She taught her son relationship with substance. So yesterday we dealt with sexual relationship. Today we want to deal with substance abuse, if I can use that word. So we must teach our children relationship with substance. As we saw yesterday that Bathsheba, the mother of Lemuel or the mother of King Solomon, gave her son instruction on boy-girl relationship. And today we deal with substance abuse. We are going to read again from Proverbs chapter 31 and we will read from verse 4, verse 4 this time to verse 7. Proverbs 31 verses 4 to 7. And it says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink i will pause there for a moment i don't know whether you are seeing what i'm saying but she the mother of lemuel or the mother of king solomon knew her son's status i don't know maybe she's taught solomon ever before solomon became king but what i am saying is the need to let our children that they are royals first peter chapter 2 verse 9 tells us that we are royal priesthood. You need to let your son and your daughter know that they are part of a royal family. And as such, there are protocols. So, part of this protocol is what I'm seeing Bathsheba teaching her son. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. You know, sometimes I do wonder when I see some of us mothers, these are Christian mothers, when you dress your daughter sexually, you are sexualizing your daughters. You wear skimping clothes on them. You wear revealing clothes on them. What message are you passing across to that child? You are not teaching that daughter to know that she is a princess. There is a way a princess carries herself. Here in the United Kingdom, we are under the rulership of a king presently. And I've looked at the royal family in United Kingdom again and again. You look at the way they dress. Very modest. From the late queen to every other member of the family. Well dressed. You will find any son of the royal family piercing his ears, you know, putting on earring or the son of the family weaving his hair. No. And sometimes you wonder how mothers... You sit your, in fact, there was a time I went to a salon in a particular country. And I saw this woman. You will see the way the boy, the boy was probably under a year, crying in severe tears. Crying. Because the child was brought to the salon to weave his hair. And the boy was, it was severe punishment for this guy. I just couldn't keep quiet. I have to tell the mother, why are you, what, what type of, of wickedness are you doing against this son? The boy, you could see that what they were doing to the boy was too much for him. Where a mother asked time and take a son to the salon to get his hair weaved. 
What point are you proving? What are you teaching such a child? So I am saying the mother of King, Lem King Lemuel telling her son that you have an identity. You are of a royal family. As such, there are things you can do. And that is, keep away from strong wine. Verse 5 says, let they drink and forget the Lord and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. So we are seeing Bathsheba telling her son Solomon the effects of alcohol. She said, it takes away your common sense. And verse 6 says, give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. So Bathsheba was telling Solomon that there is a temporary relief that you get in taking alcohol. But the permanent damage it does is terrible. That is what she's telling her son. So for you also, these are what you must teach your son, your daughter. Bathsheba told Solomon that it's not for kings to drink strong wine. Princes should not drink strong wine. If they do, she said, they will forget the law. They will pervert judgment of, of any of the afflicted. She said strong wine or strong drink should only be given to those that are perishing. Those who want to be destroyed. And that wine should be given to people with heavy heart. With those who are carrying heavy burdens. So such people will drink to forget their poverty and to remember their misery no more. But does it really work like that? No. It may help for a few seconds, for a few minutes, but they come back to their reality. And I am saying, Bathsheba saying, mother that is listening to this podcast, you need to teach your son, your daughter, that strong drink is used by people to numb the reality of their pains. But for your son, for your daughter, the pain of life is to strengthen them, is to help them mature. You need to let them know that she'll be free to talk to you about any pain whatsoever that they are experiencing. So let your son know or your daughter know the effect of strong drink or of substance abuse. We are having young people who are being initiated into substance abuse. And these are the things we need to talk to our children about. You need to talk to your sons, your daughters as to when they go out things, you know, how to drink, what to drink, what not to drink, and some standards they need to build for themselves. There's this book that my daughter and I put together, um, Living in Babylon. It talks about practical life of a teenager. And one of the issues dealt with was a matter of substance abuse. And I love the aspect that I was saying when you go out with friends, make up your mind that if you are drinking a juice or water before you get up, don't come back to it again. You know, that's a very good discipline. These are basic things we need to teach our daughters and our sons. There have been locations where girls are, are drugged and then sexually assaulted. So we need to teach this basic truth to our sons, to our daughters. These are very, very important. Teach them awareness of substance abuse and how they need to keep away. Obviously, you must be a family that keep away from alcohol. I know this is another topic that is kind of a controversy in the church. Some says you can drink. Some says you can't drink. For me and my household, we don't drink at all. The Bible says give strong drink to she 
or who who is ready to perish and sometimes we say well a little is not bad but you don't know where you might drink that might inspire your son your daughter to become a drunkard so sometimes you need to give up even what you like doing for the sake of your children jesus said for their sake i sanctified myself so i'm praying that the lord will help you it is very important to keep away from strong drink if you don't want to perish and if you don't want your own children to perish and i also see that you ought to speak to your children about alcohol consumption or any form of addictive substance these are very very important some of our children they can't do without pain medication and some of these pain medication they are quite addictive so we need to talk to them about these things and you must teach your sons and daughters that they must not seek substance as a quick escape out of trouble no so i'm praying that the lord will help you to teach your children about substance abuse you know taking medication that they shouldn't be taking you need to teach them there are ways to teach even your three or four year old these things basic simple you know and i have learned that when you catch them young actually it helps a lot so i'm praying that the lord will help you to inculcate even these things into your children's heart you will help your children to understand substance abuse and the need to keep away and these teachings are done with prayer you pray it into them having taught them you pray for them that they will keep away from substance abuse i'm praying that the lord will help you to be a mother that will introduce this practical aspect of life to your sons and to your daughters i have mentioned two books now in this series my gender matters for boys and the other one for girls and the second book living in babylon this one is for teenagers particularly teenagers teenage girls actually teenage girls from age 15 but i tell you even if you've got boys you can get the book read and you get some inspiration as to okay how to go about your son you know i've read books that may not even be suitable for my children's amen in reading them i found one thing or another useful so i'm praying that the lord will help you to teach your children the bible and help them see how the bible is relevant for every aspect of life even the matter of sexual relationship and the matter of substance abuse or relationship with substance should be addressed with our children we must let them know what we believe what our family value is and what we do and what we don't do we must talk to them on the effect of substance abuse and how it has destroyed life how it might offer little help or hope temporarily but the damage it does is terrible i was talking to my daughter few days ago and she was saying to me i don't know how students come to uni and then they say to themselves that at this early age of their life they want to disturb their liver by going drinking wow so we need to help our children to know that alcohol consumption has terrible effect upon their organs particularly their liver so god will give you wisdom as to how to communicate this truth to your children at their various levels Amen.
up for those who cannot speak for themselves. This is the beginning of the 8th verse of Proverbs 31. Speaking up for the needy and helpless is an important aspect of Bathsheba's lessons and of anything you want to teach a child. Impressing on the child a proper attitude to the helpless might seem daunting, but Bathsheba is an example for all mothers and fathers. Deborah will take us further in our topic, what Bathsheba taught us in relationship with the helpless. Father God, we are grateful for the continuity of this particular series, A Mother's Legacy, Few Lessons from Bathsheba. Inspire our hearts as we continue to explore the teachings of Bathsheba unto her son. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, welcome back to the Women in Revival podcast. We are still exploring the teachings of Bathsheba unto her son, Lemwe or Solomon. On this series, A Mother's Legacy, few lessons from Bathsheba, we've looked at the introduction to Proverbs 31. We saw Bathsheba's motherhood, the teachings of Bathsheba, what Bathsheba taught her son as regards relationship with the opposite sex, and we saw that she also taught her son relationship with substance. So last time, this was what we were looking at. Bathsheba taught her son to beware of alcohol, to beware of strong wine, that strong wine is not for kings. And I was saying to you that as Christians, we are part of reality. First Peter 2 9 tells us that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, isn't it? And these are the things we need to inculcate into our children's hearts. If there is any need for counsel or support, please do feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. Or just go straight to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and there go on our contact us page. You will find the email, the number, whatever you need to contact us. Let's raise our children in a community of Christian mothers. We have a telegram group for mothers in case you want to join. It's not a busy group. Um, there are groups on WhatsApp for wives and mothers, young wives and mothers. Uh, we have Bible study groups. We have a Bible study coming up this autumn, um, a four-week study. So if you would like to join us, do contact us. So we will continue this particular series, A Mother's Legacy, Few Lessons from Bathsheba. And today we want to look at again what Bathsheba taught her son. She taught her son relationship with the helpless. Relationship with the helpless. We are in a time where many are helpless. Sometimes when you go out, you see the disabled or even the elderly carrying a lot of loads and they need help. And sometimes some of our children go out of their own way to help such elderly people. That's such a lovely thing. And sometimes our children in their school, you see, they see bullying, they see another child being molested or whatsoever, and they tend to want to stand up for that child. And that is what we see Solomon's mother inculcating into, into Solomon's heart. The need to step up, to stand up for the airplace. 
So we are going again to read Proverbs chapter 31. And today we will read verse 8. Proverbs 31 verse 8. The King James says, Open thy mouth for the dumb in the course of all such as are appointed to destruction. Maybe I should read it in a modern translation. And it says in New Living Translation, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. I don't know how you're seeing this. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. For the rights of all who are destitute. That is the NIV UK. The Easy English Bible says, Speak on behalf of people who cannot speak for themselves. Help helpless people to receive justice. You see, this is what a mother taught her son. So there is a need for you to speak up, to be a voice for the voiceless, to be a means of hope to the hopeless. The Amplify says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are unfortunate and defenseless. There are many who are defenseless in our society. And we are seeing the mother of King Lemuel saying, this is your responsibility. It is part of the Christian faith. The Bible says, pure and non-defined religion before God is that we help the needy, help the orphans, help widow. These are people in the category of those who are helpless, those that need a voice those that needs to be helped so Bathsheba in her inspirational talk with her son told her son the need to step up for those who are helpless for those who are defenseless that her son should be a defense for such people the mother of Lemuel who is Bathsheba felt it is her responsibility to instruct her son to speak out for the dumb, that is, those who can't speak for themselves. And in a way, it's as if she was saying, be a voice to those who are voiceless. She told them to be the voice for those who are destitute, those who are doomed for destruction and unable to fight for themselves. She kind of taught her son to be a hope for those who seemingly had no hope. And she also asked him to speak up and judge fairly and defend the rights of the poor. And, you know, I brought to mind indeed in First Kings chapter 3, you know, when Solomon indeed judged fairly, if you remember, the story of those two prostitutes. So the instruction, the teachings that her mother, his mother gave him was not wasted. So I am saying that as mothers, you must advise, you must counsel, you must instruct, you must teach, you must admonish your children to stand up for the hope of the hopeless. They must seek to bring relief to those who are oppressed. You know, you must help your children to know that when they see somebody being bullied at school, they must not join such. Tell them what bullying is. Tell them what bad behavior is. Tell them what it means to humiliate another person and that they must never be found in such group they must not humiliate another person they must not be bullying another person 
These are basic that you can teach your children. I remember when my child was in reception year one, I had this format of things that I do with her before school resumes or as school resumes, we have team that we follow. I remember this particular time that I dealt with a um, sheep amongst wolves and I made her know that she was going to school as sheep and that there will be wolves at school. People will behave weirdly and we did that. I drew a chart. So every day she comes back and tell me wolves attitude that she saw at school. And you know children, they love such things if you get them involved. And we have what we will take, things we will write. And she will tell me, oh, this child did A, that was wolf. And I will ask her, how were you a sheep in that situation? And she will tell me how she exhibited even being sheep. You know, find ways to inculcate these things onto your children's heart. So you must advise them to stand up for those who are helpless. Those who are hopeless, they must not be part of children that are bullying other children at school. And also, they must be able to stand up for themselves. When they are being bullied, they need to report to their teachers or the adults that are available wherever they are. And I think this is something that is very important that we need to talk to our children about. So, we see that Bathsheba, the mother of Lemuel, or the mother of King Solomon, gave her son personal standards. Personal standard as to relationship, opposite gender relationship. She gave her son personal standard as to substance usage, alcohol, substance abuse. And now we are seeing her about social interaction, how to interact with the helpless, with those in need, that our son must not look down on those who are less privileged. And these are the truths we need to cultivate in our children's heart. We must teach them that they will come across people maybe lower than them, socially, financially, in every and many aspects of life. They must never look down on anyone. They must actually step up for the help of those who are helpless. So, I'm praying the Lord will help you to tap wisdom from the life of Bathsheba, who taught her son as to the opposite gender relationship, as to relationship with substance, with drug, alcohol, and now as to relationship with the society, as we defend the poor, the needy, the weak. And I know that as you teach your own son also to be a responsible man, first for himself, because that was what Bathsheba did for Solomon. She taught Solomon to be responsible first for himself. That was why she dealt with his body, not giving his body, not giving his life to women. And having taught him responsibility to himself, then... And also substance abuse, isn't it? So he taught him responsibility to himself as to relationship, the use of his body in not wasting his energy, his life on women and also not destroying his body with substance. And now we see uh, not extending the teaching to the world, to the outside. And she was saying, undo your relationship with the society rightly have a kind heart and i see that as we also follow this and help our children 
we will see them even take up some of the things we'll be teaching them if not all we see them take it up and make use of it even in years to come and i'm praying that the lord will help you as a mother to be a mother like bad sheba who will instruct your children that you will be missionary you have to be deliberate if you are going to do these things with your children you have to be deliberate i think that's one thing i want to leave you with parenting has to be deliberate many of these things won't happen by accident sometimes i jot down the things that i think myself and my children needs to undo you know presently there is a need for me to re to reinstate the matter of um, the gift of the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongue why we need it and why we need to use it how often things like that i see the need to reinstate that again i won't say i've taught it before or oh this child is already this so there is a need as you go on raising your children you will take notice of the things to then handle again with your children then you have to be deliberate and as things come to your heart a particular topic come to your heart write it down and walk through sometimes i have a list that i walk through as i teach them my children were homeschooled i incorporated them into school assembly so i handle such topics as we come for assembly we discuss it we talk about it and sometimes on one-on-one -on -one, i tell them this tell them that and sometimes i use books to cultivate this practical aspect of their christian faith to them how the bible is relevant even in their relationship with the opposite gender with substance abuse all of these with food things like that with the care of their but just name it so i'm praying that you'll be deliberate and you will help your child to see that the bible is relevant in every aspect of your of life just as we are seeing in the legacy that Bathsheba left us with through our son solomon which solomon in his mercy put down for us in the holy writ that god allowed it to enter the heaven's book of record and i'm praying that you'll be diligent in your modern room take time to invest into your children it pays don't only invest in their academics don't only invest in their social life invest in every aspect of their life prepare them the home is the first institution god has given our children to be nurtured to be helped before we send them out even to the outside world and so far as i have seen that it pays it works i have come to put all my eggs in the basket of god's word that the word of god works it is indeed profitable it is profitable for all of life the word of god is able to build up our children to give them identity to help them to go out there and stand in what they have been taught and i'm praying that the lord will help you that your motherhood will add jewels even to the gospel of christ that the word of god will not be blasphemed through your motherhood through my motherhood amen
Welcome once more to Women in Revival podcast. We've been going through a series called A Mother's Legacy, and today we'll be finishing this series by looking at what Bathsheba taught her son, an ideal future partner. Bathsheba's lessons were well thought out and taken from her experiences and failures. One important thing she taught was what a spouse should be like. Nowadays, teenagers and young adults get into romantic relationships perhaps earlier than they should, but it is never too early to impress on the child the qualities of the spouse. As you listen, ask yourself what you are doing to prepare your child for future marriage. Don't focus on just the little chats you might have had or the Bible studies you might have done, but even more on what your own example has been. Even if your child never gets married, there are principles to learn from these lessons. Diversion of you will take us further. Father, we are very grateful for this series and how you brought us to the close of this particular series. After a long break from new podcast, I am grateful that this can go out. Thank you for the mothers that we come across this. Thank you for those who are already listening and the feedback that are coming in. We praise your name, Lord. And it is my prayer that you will cap it up today in jesus name amen i want to say a very big thank you to you for joining us through to the end of this particular series of podcasts a mother's legacy few lessons from Bathsheba, and i hope the lord has inspired your heart as we've been looking at the life of a mother like you and i Bathsheba, the mother of the king lemuel or the mother of king solomon we've seen how even in our own time she taught her son the practicality of life, the practical aspects of life. She taught on relationship with the opposite sex. She taught on substance abuse. She taught on substance use. She taught on relationship with the helpless. And today we will look at another thing that she taught her son. What Bathsheba taught her son, an ideal future partner. So I believe there is a stage that we need to begin to talk to our children about future partner, what to look for in a wife or what to look for in our husband. This is quite important. Like I said at some point in this series that we are having young people that are getting married and their marriage is not lasting long. You know, they spend a fortune for their wedding, elaborate and just say it. And in a couple of weeks, months, or years, the marriage has broken. Then what is happening? I believe we need to invest in the marriage itself. We have that personal responsibility as parents to prepare our children from our various home. One of the prayers that I'm beginning to pray for my future sons-in-law is this, that they will be prepared for marriage even right from their tender age. That the things I'm teaching my children, they will also be taught. You know, pray for your children's future marriage and teach them. It is quite, quite important. Many of our daughters are only marrying into fantasies. So also are our sons. And God has given us Christian parents the role to show our children what Christian marriage is. And also to teach them what christian marriage should be so Bathsheba, the mother of lemuel taught our son king lemuel what an ideal future partner 
is. And I'm going to go now to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. This is where I'm going to stop this particular series on. We are not going to go to the various other verses. If the Lord permit another time, I might come and look at maybe a verse or two from this Proverbs 31. Um, maybe not focusing on Bathsheba, but looking at some of the things that are written that can edify us. So, Proverbs 31 verse 10 says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For a price is far above rubies. Let me pause here before I read it from other translations. I'm seeing the systematic teachings of a mother. First, before she got to the place of talking about future partner, there were foundations she laid. She laid the foundation of personal identity. Knowing who the child is as a male and being careful in a boy-girl relationship. And she taught her son as to substance usage. She taught her son as to how to help the airplace, how to relate with the society. And now she's now speaking into her son's future marriage. And that is the order we must follow. Having brought our children to faith, having seen them redeemed, these are building blocks that we need to build upon their hearts. That their salvation include their gender. Their gender must find definition inside their redemption in Christ. That right from the beginning, gender was God's idea. And that their sexuality is a means to honor and to glorify God. That promiscuity is not accepted. And we have that responsibility to teach them that substance abuse is not meant for them. You know, these are basic truths that we need to open our daughter's, our son's heart to. We must tell them the dangers of these things, the, the disadvantage, the pros and cons of these things. We must teach our children right from when they were young. There were nothing that were too big or too small for me to teach my children. They were my children. I knew how mature they were. So I knew what to introduce at different seasons. And I owe this, honestly, this to the Lord. Many of the things I taught them came out of my personal relationship with God. As he inspired my heart, I then inspired them. That is why a mother that is going to leave an indelible mark upon her son, her children's heart, she must be a woman after the Lord's heart. A woman of deep um, communion with the Lord. So, Proverbs 31.10 Now we see Bathsheba telling her son Solomon as to what to look for in a wife. She wasn't saying to him, look for a rich woman, a beautiful woman, a tall woman, a slim woman, a dark woman, a light woman, a Caucasian, a this. No. Look at the criteria that she was giving her son, which must have been her own personal standard. She said, who can find a virtuous woman? So, I see Bathsheba saying to Solomon, what to look for in an ideal future partner is virtue. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 tells us that God called us to glory and virtue. And now I'm seeing the mother of Solomon saying 
to seek a future partner seek for virtue not beauty said our price is far above rubies the new living translation says who can find a virtuous and capable wife she's most precious than rubies and the niv uk says a wife of noble character who can find she is worth more than rubies let me read the easy english bible it says how difficult it is to find a wife who is truly wise she is worth more more than valuable jewels this is beautiful so i'm saying the need to teach my daughters that for a man to find you you must not be on the surface you must be a girl hidden in christ the boy must first find christ in order to find you you know a situation that we are having daughters that are raised in church and they are marrying unbelievers wow that is unacceptable we must help them to know that they are precious they are pearl of great words so they must be hidden in christ so that any man that will discover them must first discover christ in order to discover them so the mother of solomon is giving us a tip as to what to teach our children say woman there is a need to communicate to your son to your daughter what an ideal future partner ought to be so it's as if she was saying this is what to look for in a woman and i'm saying that the role of godly mothers is to train their children as to what to seek for in marriage partners it is our responsibility we must not leave it for the church we must not leave it for the society it is first from home the first institution god created was marriage the family was the first institution that god gave the responsibility of multiplying of having dominion and that is our responsibility so i am beginning to see what the description of a godly wife is if you read from that verse 10 downward you will see that they are all descriptions of what an ideal what a future partner or what a wife ought to be so she calls a godly wife a virtuous woman a capable woman an excellent woman an intelligent wife a wife of noble character she said who can find such see what the english base the easy english bible tells us that it is difficult to find a wife who is truly wise she is watch worth much more than valuable jewels that's so beautiful that she is rare you don't just find her on the surface and i'm saying that she is as rare as real rubies that was what um, Bathsheba was saying to her son a virtuous woman is rare that for a man to find her that man must seek for her that man must discover god first and then he will find such and the same thing with the woman and praying the lord will help us so it is our responsibility to sit down some of us have daughters of marriageable age but we haven't taught them anything as to marriage you know and you are praying bring my husband bring my daughter's husband what have you taught that child i remember for years i just felt the time will come when i need to begin to talk to use a bible study that my husband and i did years ago building a fulfilling marital relationship there is an aspect that handles singleness i just felt we need to deal with uh, god's 
principle of marriage and to give a biblical view. I don't want the world outside to shape my daughter's heart as to what marriage is. And I'm so grateful to the Lord that she understood what marriage is. And, you know, there are quite a few resources that we've used together, things we have sat together, I've sat with her and we discussed this thing. We've talked about courtship, dating. She has her own view and we look at what is Bible view, what is we discuss this thing in the comfort of her home so that she can have a safe understanding of these things. We have that principle, uh, that responsibility to package our daughters for the future. It is our responsibility. It is our role as parents and particularly as mothers because we were the one that carried them in the womb, isn't it? We were the one that nursed them with breast milk. So we have that responsibility to teach them some basic principle of life. You know, sometimes even the matter of money management, it is our responsibility to teach our children. I've mentioned some resources. First, gender matters, one for boys, one for girls, and then living in Babylon. You will find these two books on Amazon, amazon.co.uk. Search for it or Google Deborah Shinebi. It should bring out some of these books on Amazon. If you don't have means to order, let us know. The book is not a means to make money, honestly. It doesn't matter how much we may have spent to get it out. But what matters is I get into your hand. So read, get wisdom, get understanding as to what you can do with your children, particularly when they are still malleable, when you can still mold them, when you can still shape them. There is the need to inculcate relationship with the opposite sex, relationship with substance, relationship with those in need, and an idea, future plan, and many other things that they will need. Their salvation must have a deeper understanding in their hearts that being Christian is not just that they quote verses and their lifestyle differs from the verses of the Bible they are quoting. No, we must help them to see that their faith is, um, is tangible, it's, um, it's not boring, it's lively, it's precious, and it relates with every aspect of life. That there is nothing in life that they cannot discover in God's word. We must make the word of God believable, applicable, practicable to our sons and to our daughters. Precious is the Bible and it depends on how we present the Bible to our children. And I'm praying that we will be mothers that will leave legacies even in our children's heart. Just as Solomon today wrote Proverbs 31 in memory of his mother. That's how I will put it. And I'm praying that the Lord will help us to impact and shape the hearts of our children, to know what to teach them at various seasons in life, at various stages. I don't have enough time to begin to tell you what to teach them. If you go on our website, there are a few podcasts there. I am trying to remember a particular podcast. I think it's called Quotes for My Children. This particular podcast deals with a few things you may introduce your children to what to do at different stages of development or so and for the boy for the girl i believe so so if you go on our website you may find some resources that will help you there are some podcasts that deals with the teenage years or how to prepare your daughters for the teenage years things like that it is my prayer that the lord will give you wisdom 
gather other mothers share these tips with them do a seminar with them use these resources they are free equip them my desire is to see christ magnified in our children's heart so that together we can take sheaves of thanksgiving unto the lord so that god's word will not be blasphemed through my motherhood through your motherhood may the lord help us to learn from these lessons from the life of Bathsheba as we inculcate the hearts of our children. Maybe you are listening to this particular series and you are saying, look, I taught my children all I knew from God's word, but see the choices they have made. Woman, don't lose heart. Don't be hopeless. Go back to the Lord as to their situation now and remind the Lord as though he forgot. He never forgets that I did a with this child in accordance to your word. Please, Lord, bring this child back to you. God knows how to do this. God is faithful. And maybe you are listening to this. You don't even know the Lord. You are not born again. Maybe you go to church. You have not yet given your heart to the Lord Jesus. This is an opportunity for you because you can't raise a godly child if you are not yet a godly person. Christ died for you on the cross of Calvary to redeem you, to make you godly. So that you in turn can offer unto him godly children. Maybe your marriage is difficult now. Maybe life is difficult for you. You have children outside wedlock. There is hope for you. Don't write yourself off. God wants a relationship with you. God wants to give you a new definition, a new way of living. And I'm praying that you will open your heart to him. You will make Jesus the Lord of your life today. And see him direct and help you to grow. And having given your life to the Lord, look for a Bible believing church. Find Bible study groups to join that will help you grow even in your faith. If you have any need of counseling, help, support, do feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four four one five or visit our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk Amen.